Hey everyone, on this episode, we're interviewing Joseph Pasquino, CPA from Smolin Lupin. They are a CPA firm located in New Jersey, and we're going to be talking about tax reform and how it impacts you as a business owner. All right, hey everybody, Jason Kalinsky from Kalinsky Wealth Management, and I am super excited today to have our very first podcast up and going. So we are going to talk all about tax reform. I know that's the big topic of the day. Everybody wants to know about it. They want to hear about it. And we have a guest here who knows all about it. So with us today, we have Joe Pasquino from Smolin. Um, Joe and I met probably about a year or two ago. Yep. He, uh, he called us up. He's now the serving president right, of the Essex chapter of the New Jersey Society for CPA. So he, uh, he invited me over to speak at one of their events. I think I was talking all about qualified plans and mm-hmm. how if you're a business owner, that could be a, a, a real big uh, impact for your business. And so anyway, so Joe's came in today. We're very happy to have you. Very gracious for you to give us your time. I know that you're a busy man. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about uh, tax reform. So before we kind of jump into the questions that I have for you, um, why don't you give us just like a couple minutes about who you are and, and how you got into the business? Sure, sure. Uh, so I started working at Smolin about almost seven years ago. And um, I've been primarily working in tax and wealth management. And, uh, you know, we're, we're wealth management meaning we work with guys like yourself in order to help uh, help our service our clients in other ways other than just, you know, simple tax returns. But um uh, I graduated from Montclair State University, and uh, uh, what made you want to be an accountant? So that's a good question. Um, I originally uh, was looking more for a finance background. Okay. And I spoke with a guy who was actually, uh, I think he, he could be a portfolio manager now, and he just kind of persuaded me into, you know, learning. He, he, he was he was saying that there's going to be more entry level jobs for accounting um, at the time and it, where I where I ultimately wanted to go mm-hmm. and he's like look if you go into accounting you're going to have a, a background where you're going to be able to understand the financial statements you're really going to have um, more of a detailed look at what a company's operations are do that for a couple of years and then you could really go anywhere you want and so. I kind of liked that, and I started taking some accounting classes, and uh, I actually really liked it. Um, and you know, the rest is pretty much history. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I've, I've stuck around. I really, I like, I like the, I like how we can. I like the relationships that CPAs build with their clients, sure. and I feel like we can add a lot more to their. We can add a lot of value to them, mm-hmm. not just providing them a tax return or a financial statement. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a little bit more. We got a little different insight into the financial world. So yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, I've always said that. I think accountants are the most trusted advisor, you know, and, 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 we try to be. and I'm a financial advisor too. So I'm not trying to take away from what I do, but I know at the end of the day, my clients always, always run everything by their accountant. Yeah. You know, even when, when we make the recommendation for whatever it is we're doing for them, you know, they want to have their CPA there and, and to make them feel good about what they're doing because, you know, you, you guys really, um, and gals have, have a lot going on. I mean, you, you really... I could never be an accountant, you know. Like I, I, I <laughs> yes, know enough, could. I know enough about numbers to be dangerous, but uh, when it comes to like knowing the tax code and and c- consulting and doing doing that type of stuff, it's uh, it, it certainly certainly no, it's, a lot. So it, it's difficult and it's always changing. Yeah. So in which we're, we're going to talk That's a lot right. about now. So. Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, let's kind of jump on into that. So you know, 
tax reform, right? So the, the code was changed. You know, it was kind of pushed in at the end of last year. Um, it was definitely something that, that the Trump administration made very clear that they were going to do, and, and, and they did it. Um, and now all of a sudden, you know, you're a business owner, and you're like, wait a second, now what? You know, like, how is this going to affect me? How, how am I going <laughs> to, what do I need to do? So I think the first question that, uh, that I want to ask, and, and I think a lot of our listeners are going to want to hear is, you know, are my taxes going up or down? You know, I think at the end of the day, that's what everyone wants to know. Am I paying more or less? So what do you think? Well, too bad it's not just such a simple question. I can't just say, yes, it's going down. Right. Yes, it's going up. It really depends on their own individual situation. And it also depends on where they live. You know, if you're in the tri-state area, here in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, mm -hmm. there's, there's a chance it's going to either stay the same or it's going up. Um, if you live in Pennsylvania or even you know, remotely close to us, PA is a great example. But uh, even if you go you know, Florida, Tennessee, Texas, the lower tax states, their taxes really did come down because they weren't getting this you know, large itemized deduction. Mm. And now that you've, they, people in this area have almost effectively lost that deduction, the drop in tax rates was enough to really give people in lower tax areas a huge tax break. But for us, you're either gonna, you know, people living in New Jersey, Connecticut, New York City, in New York, um, you're looking at either breaking even or your taxes could go up a little bit. Wow. Uh, some of the projections and analysis that we've run, the people living in New York City are really the ones that are going to be getting, you know, hit hit the hardest because sure. you had you were paying 12% tax as opposed to like seven or eight, and or you got to 12% pretty quickly, right? right? And so now you're losing that deduction. And your rates came down. Your top rate came down. You know, 2.6 percent from 39.6 to 37 percent. In some cases, it's enough to offset it, and in some cases, it's not. It, it really depends on it, it. Depends on timing too of when you paid the tax. If let's say you paid a lot in 2017, you don't have a lot coming in 2018. Well, if you compare your income from year to year, you may wind up being okay in 2018. But yeah. if you're going to pay a lot of tax again in 2018, there's a good chance that. You know, if you're comparing from 17 to 18, that your taxes probably will go up. Yeah, so, I mean, it sounds like this wasn't just a sweeping, everybody's going to save money, right? It's going to be based on everybody's individual situation. It, it, yeah, it, absolutely. It's it's not just, and it's not even just simple saying, like, flipping, ooh. I hope you can edit that out. <laughs> I hope, I hope, <laughs> I hope that you can, um, I mean, I was going to say. We were talking about the, you know, that this is yeah, not yeah. just a, it's not just going to be a sweeping, everybody's going to save money. It's, it's not just easy to just say, well, I live in New Jersey, I'm, I'm losing this deduction, my taxes are going up. Right. It, it's really not. It depends on everybody's situation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of things that you could do from here until December, you know, the, December 31st, that you can hopefully if mitigate some of that or at least plan for it, you know. Your taxes may be going up, but there may be things you can do at the moment where you're not going to be as surprised. It's you can mitigate that. You can mitigate it, or there's there are still avenues for people to you know uh, have some tax savings. So, so, do you have any any recommendations? I guess you can share about what people can do to prepare themselves for year end. Sure. So it depends on whether or not you're a business owner or an employee, right? If you're an employee or W two wage earner. Um, you know, there unfortunately is less that you can do. If you're a business owner, 
uh, there's a lot of opportunities with pension plans, mm-hmm. um, w- whether making sure that you're going to be able to maximize your 401ks. Uh, also, too, I would really talk to your advisors right now to make sure you're either going to be able to qualify for the small business, uh, I'm sorry, the qualified business uh, income deduction. Mm-hmm. So that's the 20% uh, QBI deductions everyone's talking about. That's the that's the uh, abbreviation for it. Mm-hmm. And it's not as simple as just taking my flow-through income and multiplying it by 20%. Right. In some cases, it is that simple, right. but at certain income levels, it, it doesn't get, it, it, it's a little bit more complicated than you actually have to have wages and other and you have to have assets yeah. uh, that are in service that could potentially give you a, a pretty big deduction but a business owner that is able to qualify for that deduction along with making sure that they're they're maximizing their their profit sharing plans whether or not it's just a, if maybe maybe they also need to look into whether or not now with the tax deduction can I will I have extra funds in order to maybe open up a cash balance plan or a defined benefit plan you know there's more way. There may be more ways for certain people, uh, certain business owners, that they can maximize some other things. Yeah, I mean, so, so one of the, that's great you brought that up because so one of the things that we've been talking to people about is, you know, based on what type of business you're in, like you were saying, you may or may not be able to qualify for that new business owner deduction, the QBI deduction, as everyone's calling it. Um, now, a cash balance plan or or any type of qualified retirement plan can be a great tool. Because if let's say you, had, you do have a client who's kind of right at that threshold where their income is above that number and now they can't make, take that deduction, mm-hmm. you know, putting that qualified plan in place might be able to lower them, lower their income enough that not only do they get a deduction from the qualified plan, but then now they picked up a de- that other deduction from the qualified business income. Absolutely. So you can kind of double up on it. So I think that that's, a, that's something that we're going to be talking. You know, it's, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with those after tax savings? Yep. You, know, you could potentially do even more because you know that I'm going to have some available funds in order to do something like this sure yeah so absolutely um and then as far as as being an employee i mean i know you said there's not a lot that you can do but are you you, do you think that people should be going back and checking their withholdings and and absolutely so that's the number one thing that Mm -hmm. i've really been concerned about with a lot of my clients because especially being in new york with a lot of my clients in new york city um the withholding rates came down so you may have had married filing joint with two or, or four exemptions uh, because you, you've, when you had that big itemized deduction, the state income tax deduction, uh, especially being in New York City, it's 12%, you know, you're paying 12% on your, on, your, on your income. That amount is going to bring you to a lower, it's really going to help offset some federal tax. Now that you've lost that deduction, you know, you're kind of back where everyone else was. Mm. Right, so everyone else in the rest of the country, who where they weren't having such high high level taxes, so you're still withholding at a low rate, and guess what? They went and they reduced the withholding rates even further, so because they're, they're reflecting that you're only right, getting, your, your max early, tax is going to be thirty seven percent. Yeah, everybody earlier in the year got that little increase in their paycheck. Exactly, and everyone's all excited, like, oh my goodness, look, tax but in, reform. But in New Jersey, money. but in New Jersey, you already were factoring in that reduction. Gotcha. Right. So now you really got to go back and you have to look at your withholding. You want to see if, you know, because I'm not getting this deduction now and my withholding's lower, I don't want to be surprised in April. I don't want my clients to yeah. be surprised in April. Right. I, at least course, wanna ha- yeah. I, w- I at least want to tell them now that, hey, if you are, you know, if, if we're factoring in that your withholding went down, you're collecting your W-2, and your taxes are probably going to stay the same or go up, 
you know, you could be in for a really big surprise if you've been withholding less throughout the year. Sure. You know, so, I mean, my the number one thing is, is max out your 401k. Yeah. You know, take advantage of all of your profit sharing plans Absolutely. that you can. Yeah. Um, you know, you're also losing, uh, you're losing some itemized deductions if you're an employee that, uh, that doesn't get a lot of things that are, it doesn't get a lot of uh, expenses reimbursed. You know, you're not going to be able to deduct that next year. So, you know, that's a, that's a pretty, I've seen some clients that are, that are going to be hit with that. You know, whether that they were relying on that deduction. What are some whether, of, what are some of the things that they they're not going to be able to deduct? Well, they they won't be able to deduct unreimbursed expenses, right? So, uh, if like last year, if I had a client that was on the road a lot and they had some travel expenses, they had uh, automobile expenses, maybe some meals mm-hmm. that were unreimbursed by their employer, you're not going to be able to deduct that. So now, now zero, you can't zero. deduct any of it. Wow. Yeah. So what are employers going to do? I mean, I'm, I'm imagining if I'm an employee of a company like that, I'm going to be pretty upset. You probably the employers are probably going to have to pay these people a little bit more or reimburse them for for a majority. And then it would be some sort of fringe benefit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not necessarily a fringe benefit because when I travel for you know when I travel for Smolin, yeah, um, I get reimbursed, right? Mm-hmm. I get reimbursed based on the standard so auto, automobile rate, or they reimburse my travel and expenses. And so that's directly. not considered income when they reimburse you. No, no, because it's a deduction. It's a dedu- it's an expense for them. Okay. Right. Gotcha. No, it's not a it's not income for me, so it's not a fringe benefit per se, but. Um, you know, it's just, you're going to, that's a really interesting point that it could be affecting the decisions that some small businesses are making because look, I need this employee being able to offset some of my costs to them was advantageous to me, but now they don't have a way of deducting some of that. So yeah, too, I mean, factor into something that makes me also think, I mean, you're, you're a business owner, right? Let's say you have a sales team or you have one main person who's the, the head sales guy or mm-hmm. gal. You know, now all of a sudden, what happens if uh, maybe you want to make them a contractor? You know what I mean? That person's on your books, their sales, you're constantly reimbursing them for all these different things. And now all of a sudden, if I'm that salesperson, I may want to consider setting up my own entity and, and maybe I don't want to be an employee anymore. Well, you got to look into other rules. I mean, you, you can't, it's not always so straightforward because you, you run into, you run into situations where you're at, where the state will actually determine that you're an employee and not an independent contractor. Gotcha. So, you know, there's a little, because of the qualified business income deduction now, people are thinking, well, if I'm not an employee, if I wind up, you know, getting a 1099, maybe I can qualify for this. And as an employee, I couldn't, right? Mm. The state's going to determine you know, or the state or the IRS, especially the Department of Labor, will audit you and say, "No, these are employees." So, you know, and not only that, there's more costs that are involved with sure. having your own entity. So it's not just, it's not as easy as just like, "Hey, I want to, I want to get a 25%, you know, business uh, qualified right, business income right, deduction right. on my tax return." You're going to have to pick up self-employment tax. Yeah. You know, when when you when you're W two employee, the employer is paying half of it. So there's, there's a lot there's, to consider. There's more to yeah. consider than yeah. that. I think that really where the unreimbursed expense is going to be a big issue is I, I, I know of a few clients that have, a, they actually have startups and they're C-Corps. So, you know, it's not a partnership. So they're, uh, you know, they're not relying on distributions. It's just, you know, they, they, they bought their founder stock and, or their, or their qualified small business stock. And that's the only money they've put into it. Wow. You know, the rest is coming from outside investors. And mm-hmm. so, one of the things that I noticed that some of the employees have done is some of their expenses that they're incurring to trans to maybe market the company or some things that they normally would request reimbursement for from like let's say a large established company. Right. They're really 
they're eating it. You know, they're they're taking the expense and they're just saying, I'm not going to reimburse it. I'll I'll put it on my tax return and get a deduction. They're losing money. They're not going to do it. Yeah. yeah. So now that's going to change that's how great. they're doing business. So yeah, yeah. You know, it's just uh, it, it, there's a lot of things that I think people were relying on or they thought they could do, and now right. that's kind of gone away. So. Well, I think you know, there's so much to this, right? So I think at the end of the day, we both can agree people need guidance. I yeah. mean, if you're if you're a business owner, you're even an, you're an employee, you know, just filing a W two. You you need guidance. You need someone to kind of help you figure out what do I do? How's this going to impact me? Um, because listen, it's it's here, you know, it's it's here to stay at least for the next how many every year? About right? ten years. Yeah. yeah it's so gonna, it's going to sunset, I think, in 2026. But absolutely. You know, who knows? Uh, you know, you had you had brought up an interesting. Or I'm not sorry, not you, but a client of mine had brought up an interesting question. Like, you know, what do we expect is going to happen? You know, uh, if if Congress changes in the next couple of years, or or, or uh, you know, the Trump is out in 2020. I mean, anything's possible. It's possible you'll get this. You'll get the you'll, your state and local income tax deduction again. Uh, it's possible to revert the uh, the estate the estate uh, exemption the estate tax exemption back yeah. down to a, a lower rate. I, I, I tend to think that they'll probably meet somewhere in between. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say? I don't think that they're right. gonna not re- like a full sweeping. I don't like I, get rid of it all. Yeah, I don't think that they're gonna rewrite it's everything. It's too hard to do that, right? I mean, it's like it's just it's just some things are gonna get popular. Yeah. And people are either going to accept it or it's going to be popular, and therefore it's going to be, you know, something that a new politician may not want to go after and change. You know, yeah. even if even if it's unpopular right now. Right. You know, um, the the qualified bo- uh, small business income deduction might wind up being too favorable, and Congress is going to come back and <laughs> right. Say, they you know, may say, you know what, this maybe is, this, this is the, too maybe good. This wasn't the best idea, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, it's funny. So. All right. Well, hey, this has been great. Um, I mean, there's a ton of information out there. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming out. You're welcome. I, you we know, can't I just, wait to have you back. I wanted to touch on one more point, if sure. I could. Sure, yeah, absolutely. You had brought up a good point. You really just need to have all your – you need to have you need to be in touch with your advisor. Yeah. And you need to have your advisors talking to one another. Definitely. It's really important that, you know, the CPA, the financial advisor, the insurance uh, broker that you've got in the equation, they're talking to one another to make sure that you have a tax-centered, you know, strategy – uh, whether your portfolio is tax centered, whether you're using tools, your wealth, your wealth management tools in order to uh, mitigate your taxes. I mean, that's really just being smart. That's really yeah. the what you got to do now. And, and you had to do that before, but especially but, if you're living in our yeah. area, you got to do it even more. More now. so now than yeah. ever. Absolutely. Yeah. And and listen, I, I, I always say this to every, everybody I speak to, you got to have your team, right? You got to have your team yeah. in place. You can't go at it alone. You know, yeah. if you're if you're a business owner, you spend your time working on that business, you want to be as successful as possible, that's why you need a team, right? Yeah. You need someone to back you up and who's going to take care of these other things so that you can focus on what you do. You're right. So anyway, so Joe, thanks again for coming. We're Welcome. so happy you came. Pleasure. Can't wait Thank to you have so you much. back. And uh, yeah, that's all we got for you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please remember to download and subscribe. And if you like it, share it with your friends. And as always, this is brought to you by Kalinsky Wealth Management. La, 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 la,